Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Star Sport Podcast, where we're going on tour. We're coming to you from West Cork Kickboxing Club's headquarters here in Skibbereen. A very busy um, gym tonight ahead of the... The Waco World Senior Kickboxing Championships in Sarajevo next week, where three members of West Cork Kickboxing Club will be in action representing Ireland. There's Lily Delacour from Bantry, Tony Stevenson from Bantry, and Greg Sheehan from Douglas. Um, I think everyone now about knows the story of Lily Delacour, but if they don't, this is a lady who's won everything there, there is to win when it comes to kickboxing. At, um, at junior and senior level, she's won European and World Gold. She has won everything there is to win. In 2015, she was crowned the best in the world in her weight category. Two years ago, she won silver at the, at the WACO World Championships, and she's gunning for gold at these worlds in Sarajevo next week. So we caught up with Lily for her thoughts ahead, ahead of the big tournament. Lily, I'm just after watching you here, and I'm tired from watching that training session. <laughs> kind of, how often a week would you train? Uh, at the moment, we're training five, six days a week, mm-hmm. kind of tapering it down just a tiny bit now because we're three weeks out from our main tournament of the year. Yeah. But um, yeah, six days a week would be our, our usual. Yeah. And is it usually one hour night or how often do you go? It kind of depends what we're doing. So like if we have a sparring session, for example, that could go on for two hours, mm-hmm. you know, because you're kind of coming in and out of the ring. Um, if it's a condi- conditioning session, an hour, pad work like you saw there, an hour. So it just depends, again, on the time of year. I'm starting to cut it down to about kind of 45, 50 minutes of just really fast work at the moment. With the, the, the Senior World Championships, the WACO Senior World Championships on in Sarajevo starting the 19th, um, yeah. you're well used to the World Championships. You've had the, the kind of the glory of gold 2015. You just was, you won silver in 2017, mm-hmm. but almost the agony of silver kind of for you. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. So you've had ups and downs there. Kind of, what have been your main memories from the Worlds over the years? Yeah, I suppose my biggest memory is 2015, mm-hmm. winning the Senior World title. I suppose that was always my dream. Uh, to win that I suppose it's the, the pinnacle of our sport um, and then as you said I went on two years later to get the silver and that was devastating at the time yeah. um, I kind of got over it took a long time to get over it but yeah 2015 was definitely my highlight but um, yeah geez, we go away every two years we're lucky enough to qualify uh, most times uh, most years and just the people you meet and the competition we get and, and the support that's behind us it's, it's, all, it's all really good How was the form so far this year how the competition's going for you? Good yeah not too bad so I've been to I suppose two major um, international already um, one in March in Ireland actually and the other one was in Hungary in May and they both went really well so um, yeah so far so good if we can just keep injuries off now for the next few weeks we'll be, we'll be rocking Head into the world so what's the target I know so, like you've won everything there is to win and if our listeners yeah. haven't they don't know uh, Lily too well between junior and world at European and world junior and senior at um, junior and senior at world and European level you've won everything everything there is to win so kind of it always kind of amazes me with you, your motivation to keep coming back year after year after year. Kind of, um, what is that motivation? What is the? I don't know. Well, I suppose I've lost as well. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like as you said, two years ago, I lost the final of the World Championships. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things definitely keep me going. Yeah. Um, I think I learned the most from losing competitions. I think any sports person will tell you that. Um, but what keeps me motivated mainly, I think, is Ian, my coach. 
he just I suppose we go about our business every year it's just part of our lifestyle so it's it's not really a question of are we going to do it it's mm-hmm. when are we starting yeah. <laughs> and um, the guys that I train with as well like we have such a fantastic club mm-hmm. such a, a really really strong junior team again this year and the other two guys on the senior team with me they're really great people mm-hmm. and it's kind of my social outlet as well so I love it when you head into these worlds now, is goals the target? Like, would you be kind of confident? Well, you are confident enough, but like, you set goal as a target. That's what you want to come home with. Yeah, I suppose for me, as Ian says, if we perform well, that's all we can really do. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds a bit kind of cliche, but I, I try and think that way as well because I suppose if I think of oh, I want to win gold, I want to win gold, it kind of. I stopped thinking about the first step, which is yeah. the first fight. Mm-hmm. And I, our sport's similar to others. If we don't win our first competition, we're knocked out. Yeah. So for me, it's just go over, try and win my first fight, mm-hmm. and try and compete as best I can. And if that gets me to the next round, fantastic. Then if that gets me to a medal, fantastic. And then obviously trying to change the colour of it. I would love to win gold medal. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the, the main goal. But um, if I compete really well, we'll see what happens. Can you explain the kind of or break down the actual the championships for me? Like, mm-hmm. is it round by round by round? Like, how many would be in, in your in your yeah. category? It depends year on yeah. year. So in my division, I usually have between kind of thirteen and sixteen people in my division. Um, again, you have to qualify to represent your country. So you're talking the best, maybe sixteen to twenty fighters yeah. in the world, really in your in your weight class. And the way it works is, I'm the lightest weight division in, for females, minus fifty, and it goes up in fives. So minus fifty, minus fifty-five, yeah. minus sixty, etc. And the lads are pretty similar, but they start at minus fifty-seven, sixty-three, sixty-nine, etc. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it works. Staying, so you are fifty kgs or under. So yes. you, So I, I presume coming up into and um, coming up coming up to kind of the fight week itself. You kind of bring yourself kind of kind of down to weight. Like, would you be having around 52, 53 normally, yeah. or how does it work? Or? Yeah, everyone is really different, yeah. and for me, it, it varies year on year. So, I suppose this year I spent loads of time conditioning training during the summer, yeah. and I actually got, I suppose, strong. Mm-hmm. And as you know, like your muscle weighs a bit more than your fat, so I was pretty lean, but I was pretty heavy compared to usual. So, this year I've had a good a good few kilos mm-hmm. to to try and cut down, but I do it in a really safe way. Yeah. I work with a nutritionist here mm-hmm. in uh, in Skibreen, uh, Majelle O'Neill. She's fantastic. And yeah, just bit by bit, um, kilo by kilo. The last few weeks now are a bit tough, just just trying to get down to weight. But we'll get there. And when you are trying to cut weight, like how hard is it? Is it difficult? Like mm-hmm. you know, like you said, are you working with a nutritionist? So is it kind of mixing your your diet with exercise or how? Yeah, everyone's different. Yeah. Again, some people like to do a bit of the, I suppose, cutting their water down and things <laughs> like that near the end of the tournament. I don't. Um, I, I like to stay hydrated. So for me, yeah, it's just cutting down the bulk of the food that I'm eating. I tend to do this keto diet that's yeah. going around the place at the moment, uh, which sounds counterproductive because you eat a lot of fat, yeah. but you don't eat carbs kind of idea. So, yeah, it's, it's a mixture of food and a, a lot of hit training and things like that. You mentioned Ian Kingston there, obviously. Ian Kingston, West Cork Kickboxing Club, like kind of he's the main man for yeah. countless years. And I just watched you kind of kick... 10 shades of green out of him there for the last I don't know part, <laughs> 45, 50 minutes. Like, yeah. He's an incredible man, isn't he? What that man oh. has done for West Cork kickboxing and even Irish kickboxing. Like, and, yeah. he, and his motivation to keep coming back and he's training so many. Like, He's an incredible man. Uh, absolutely. Ian's my biggest role model in the sport and mm. in life as well, alongside my parents. He's been training for over 30 years. The majority of it's self-taught. He went all around the country kind of learning his trade mm. you know, before starting up the club here. And yet, year in, year out, he's just... He's phenomenal. He's so motivated. He's so selfless. Like it's all about our betterment and helping us reach our goals. He's the worst businessman <laughs> you'll ever find. It's all about getting us through the tournaments. So yeah, he's phenomenal, and he's such a he's a, such a great person. You can sit down, have a coffee with him, talk to him about anything, and uh, yeah, I, I see him more than I probably see my family during the summertime. So that will tell you 
how much time we kind of spend together. And as well as the health benefits with with, with kickboxing, like you know, it's the mental benef- mental be- mental benefits as well. Yeah. You know, kind of it's just a great sport to be involved in, even in terms of discipline, confidence, and so on. Like kind of it's just yeah. a brilliant sport. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose there's something in it for everyone. Um, and you do have to mingle with people so mm-hmm. there's that bit of I suppose socialisation you get the bit of confidence I suppose because you're getting fit and yeah. you know and, and that side of things and then we're kind of forced out of our comfort zones on occasion be it inspiring or if you're performing a kata or going for your belts or whatever so the kids especially it's amazing to see them them come on and mm-hmm. as you said they learn discipline and self-control and how to treat one another in a respectful way so there's, there's countless benefits to the sport I have to ask, how do you juggle training with work? Because you're, you're a teacher in the crew, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah. So kind of, that's probably, what, nine to four every day? Yeah. And then back home and stuff and training, like, it's yeah. kind of pretty full on? It's hard going. It is, it's hard going. Um, as you said, like, I live in Bantry. I teach in McCroom. That's my choice, mm-hmm. to have that distance. Yeah. Um, because I love training here in the club. It's one of the main reasons I didn't move. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, getting up early in the morning to do your bit of training, going to work, coming home. Like, today now, for example, when I came home from work, um, I'd eat straight away you know there was no sitting down eat a bit of food yeah. I actually I usually go for a sleep for around 30 minutes before I come into Ian um, especially when I'm cutting a bit of weight come in do my training with Ian talk to you guys I must go and spend my evening in the sauna now before I go home do a bit of correcting and go to sleep and you do do that yeah. for, for many months but um, I'm lucky because I have my summer off and that's when I do a lot of my training so I, I, look, I, I can't complain I'm, I'm really lucky that way like, and you told me before Lily like you love this sport like you yeah. know kind of you never ever complain you do the sport because you love it kind of yeah. you're still as much in love with the sport now with kickboxing you are when you started when you were eight, yeah. nine you know kind of yeah, yeah I started when I was seven so a long seven. time ago and I still love it it's about the people you mm-hmm. know as I said there's, there's been years where yeah you've kind of had to push through a small bit but this year I've really really enjoyed it because of the junior team that we that I trained with this year they were great fun yeah. and you know seeing them so motivated it reminds me of myself when I was you know 14 15 or whatever so yeah no look it's great it's great i don't know how long i'll compete for but at the moment i'm loving it so we'll keep going that's that, that almost a natural transition for you as well kind of like you're, you're, you're still actively competing but you're coaching now as well you know and how much enjoyment do you get out of the coaching yeah i'm not gonna lie i don't do much coaching yeah uh, in, in the kickboxing side mm-hmm. of it i coach a bit of football at school and i teach pe so i'm yeah i'm kind of in that zone but here um, I kind of like doing the kickboxing just for myself as selfish as that yeah. sounds I'm not huge into the coaching side of it mm-hmm. I do like teaching the smallies now and again you know if Ian needs a bit of help yeah. and doing the grading but um, for the most part it, the juniors mm-hmm. kick me around the place you know what I mean they're coaching me yeah. just as much as I'm coaching them it's worth pointing out too that the world championships are on in Sarajevo yeah. and it, it's not cheap to travel out there and for accommodation and so on in terms of, of funding would it be right to say it's mostly self-funded by, by the athletes you know yeah of? absolutely we're the same as other sports in that we I suppose we get a small bit of funding from um, the Irish Sports Council but because we're such a minority sport by the time it gets to the athletes yeah. it doesn't get to the athletes <laughs> we, don't, we don't get any funding so it is it's all, it's all self-funded um, we kind of have to go about finding our own sponsors as individuals that will help us out our juniors have a few sponsors that have come together to you know pool a small bit of money together for them but for us for the seniors now you're talking nearly a thousand euro for this one competition alone um, so I'm very lucky I have Bantry Bath and Tile sponsoring me this year um, a friend of mine there he, he sponsored me for the last two years but you know the guys it's, it's a struggle every year trying to find people to, to kind of back us yeah. so yeah if there's anyone out there who's interested we'd be, we'd be delighted so the Echo Lily's call any local yeah, this is out I want you to get behind uh, yeah. good local athletes talented local athletes please, please get in touch Lily thank you so much thank for, for giving us your time best of luck in Sarajevo thank you very much cheers
Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. We're still here at uh, West Cork Kickboxing Club Gym in Skibbereen and I'm delighted to announce I've not been kicked or punched once yet but the night is young um, now we're going to catch up with two more members of the club who will be representing Ireland at the World Championships that's Tony Stevenson and Greg Sheehan Tony Stevenson has been kickboxing um, for the last 20 odd years um, he's a native of Bantry and he's He's, he's regularly been competing at world and European level, while Greg Sheehan is an interesting one. Greg is actually from Douglas and he travels up and down to Westcock Kickboxing Club every week just to train with the, the members here and to train with the coach Ian Kingston. Um, so here's what Tony and Greg had to say ahead of the big competition. I'm going to start with you, Greg. You're from Douglas and you make this trip up and down to Skibbereen a couple of times a week. Can you tell us first how come you're coming down to Westcock Kickboxing Club? And how often do you come down and bits and pieces like that? Well, I'll, I'll go back to when I first started. Um, I, I first began in Taekwondo, so mm-hmm. I've been doing Taekwondo for the past 14 years or something like that, 13, 14 years. And like this kind of fad started happening with the Taekwondo guys. They started kind of experimenting with kickboxing as well because I think that they... They thought that the rule set was very similar, as in you only kick, you punch, you know, and that's kind of the same with Taekwondo. So a couple of my friends joined the kickboxing, and a few of them were very successful in it. Um, back in 2015, you weren't here for that, for the World Championships. I was, no, I was away in England. So the World Championships, the Senior World Championships, was in Ireland mm-hmm. in 2015. And um, I, had a fr- I had a couple of friends competing in it. One, one of my friends, uh, Ryan Shelley's gone on to do MMA now but he but he won it in his section and he originally started to take one as well so at this stage I never never did any kickboxing training or whatever but I was always fascinated by it I always wanted to kind of experiment with it I always wanted to train in it you know just to give my training something different you know you, you always see kind of like athletes um, going in and out of different sports trying to take things from different sports you know so I asked Ryan that weekend like the, that exact weekend we were, it was actually on in City West and I asked him in City West, I said, do you recommend any kickboxing club or kickboxing coach or whatever? He said, I'll be right back to you. He came back about 10 minutes later and Ian Kingston was next to him. Ian is the national coach this year, but he was also the national coach uh, that, that specific year as well. So he came back with Ian and uh, <laughs> Ian sat down with me and the first thing I, I think like anyone who speaks to Ian, I think the first thing they'd rec- realise about him would be, oh, he's a, he's a gentleman, you know, he's very courteous, he's very obligent he's very mannerly so I was speaking to him and I, I really got a good vibe from him and I took I took my friend's word Ryan said he's one of the best coaches not only in the country but in the world so I asked him where the gym was he said Bantry <laughs> I wasn't driving at the time so uh, I said Bantry fine so I came down for a couple of sessions and I was completely blown away by the training and ever since that was almost five years ago now ever since I've just been coming down here I fell in love with it um, the gym is amazing. The atmosphere, which I think is very, uh, I think people here not, not take for granted, but they don't realize how like 
that, that, that doesn't come in every gym. Like the atmosphere, everyone works hard, everyone like tries their best, everyone gives it 100%, 110% each training session. And that isn't really that common. You think it would be, especially amongst the high-level gyms, but it's not really that common. And that's all down to Ian. Ian is an incredibly intelligent coach. Um, he dedicates his life to it, so it's just a perfect mix. It just, you know, this is where I feel like I would improve, you know, and I, I have because of it. Tony, you're, you're in a good position to kind of talk about Ian Kingston as well. Like, what this man has done for kickboxing, it's very hard to put into words. Kind of, what do you think makes him so special? Um, I think he just has whoever he's working with, whether it be the kids on his first day or it be, um, you know, an athlete who's been training with him for many, many years. He, he has their best interests at heart. And um, like Greg said, he's very intelligent with the structure of their training and he, he really does think through what's best and he helps you really understand where you need to go and where you need to improve. I've had Ian's training, I've been training with Ian since I was, I think it was just six, so I'm now 20, uh, nearly 28. So I've been training with Ian a very, very long time. Um, I've had Ian in my corner and I've had fights where Ian hasn't been in my corner and there's a big difference, especially the first few times I've had him like uh, not be there um, but Ian uh, I think he like um, I think when he's when I've known someone for so long who knows me inside and out back to front he knows the way I think he knows how to motivate me he knows how to get the best out of me basically and um, I think that's just from just from being years and years and years at it he's been, he's been doing it for so long and a lot of it uh, a lot of the good things he's picked up is from just uh, other people going abroad, um, attending seminars, and um, bringing it home, testing it, tweaking it, seeing work, work, uh, if it works best for his guys, and just going going by that route. You could have said there about having Ian in your corner; it's so beneficial. The fact that he will travel with you, like he's a national coach again this, this year, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and the fact he's going to travel with you to Sarajevo, and you have him in the corner. How much of a help would that be for the for the championships? Oh, corner? crazy, crazy man! It's so good to have. Like it's um it's a big um stress reliever having uh having Ian over there because um like you said, we he's training with us tonight. He's training with us um she's all all summer. Yeah, like all really, summer. he's 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 putting off a lot of his life on hold for us and we really really appreciate it so like having training with Ian every day for so long and having him there it's a really nice it's not like we're going over there and working with someone we don't know we're working with someone who really knows us really well Are these your first senior worlds Greg? Yeah so I've competed like as I said I was involved in the Taekwondo as well yeah. I, I am currently involved in Taekwondo I have, I have the European and World Championships this year in the Taekwondo and I've competed on world stages European stage in Taekwondo but in the kickboxing, this is my first world championships or any championships with the national team. You know, I was delighted. I worked hard. Again, it was just having faith in the club, faith in the coach. I told the I told the in this months upon months ago that I wanted to make a good go at the national team this year. I was unsuccessful last year, but this year I, I was successful. You know, and um, yeah. So, what are you most looking forward to so about the senior worlds coming up? Um, not having a restricted diet at the end of it, I suppose. No, but no, uh, like. I, I, I think it's mostly th- what I'm looking forward to most is just getting out there on the mats, you know, because like you think about these, like if you're training for world championships, you're driving down, you're thinking about the world championships, you're driving from training, you're thinking about it, you go to sleep, you're thinking about it. Um, but I think once you're actually there in the ring, you don't, you're not as nervous, you're not as stressed out. Every week, month leading up to it. So I am excited just kind of getting out there and seeing, uh, testing myself against world's top athletes yeah. Tony you're a man well used to kind of kind of the big championships you've won gold at European and world level since uh, the, you, 
years and years, you know. Looking forward to this year's World Championships, kind of. And I asked Lily this as well. How do you stay motivated? You know, kind of. You've won a lot in this sport. You know, kind of a bronze medal from the world two years ago. How do you stay motivated? Um, I think it's like here. The atmosphere is really good. It's a really good place to be and unwind at the end of the day. Uh, it's hard to like think about what you're going to do tomorrow or what's gone on before or whatever you might be thinking of day to day when there's someone kind of punching you in the face. <laughs> um, but no, I just find it's a really good way to like um, just. Um, really blow out uh, work some pads work on something that I really enjoy it feels more weird if I stop training that's the thing like if I if I go cold turkey on training because of an injury and I can't do anything it feels more weird to not do anything so that's that's a but um, motivation wise I just love seeing the best athletes out there and trying to emulate them and take what a little bit of what they have and then put it into practice myself Let's look at the kind of specifics of the competition. So, and even the weight categories. Greg, you're competing at 74 kgs, is it? Yeah, 74 kilos. Yeah. So, so just explain so to, to listeners. So you have to be 74 or under, is it? Yeah. So it would be the same as any other fighting sport. To be the same as like, let's say boxing, MMA. I think they work on pounds, don't they? They work on. Like, oh, in the in the well in the states, a lot of them do. Yeah, on pounds. Yeah. I think a lot of the European. To, yeah, like they, they're K- kg. Yeah, so uh, we, we, we work under kgs. Yeah. So let's say I, there's multiple weight sections. So let's say if you fight senior male kickboxing, you have to pick a weight, what weight you are. Um, so I'm fighting for 74 kilos and under. Uh, Tony's fighting 69 kilos and under. So that would be the next weight section below me. I have to be under 74 kilos, but also above 69 kilos, if you know what I mean. So um, yeah, I just we weigh in prior to fighting, and we have to be 74 kilos on the button, you know. But would you explain as well the different types of kickboxing? Because you're going to see that it's a low kick, continuous kick. There are certain types, and what is the difference between them, and which one do you kind of specialise in? So we do continuous kickboxing. Yeah. So that's uh, on the mats. Um, it's uh, like it's full contact to the body. Um, I'm pretty sure contact to the head is has to be light. Like, for example, now you can hit someone hard with technique with snap because you have to have speed on the technique. But if I wind my hand back to do this big clobbering motion, I think the referees then pull you up on it. So it is it is a contact sport, and like there are like people that kind of get slightly injured, but it's at a really high level. Like everyone there is like looking out for you. There's medics and doctors and you know there's coaches. So we do the continuous. So it, it's non stop so you keep going the referee lets the fight go on um, there's also point sparring um, which is stop start it's first person to make contact scores so that's from a kick or a punch the referees will the center referee will say stop he will award a score and so you can see the scores tally on either side there's um, uh, kick light which is um, same thing as what we do except you can kick to the legs there's also full contact which is in the ring so that's what we do but just in the ring and it's full contact all round head and body, legs and um, and boxing. And then there's um, K1 as well. And then there's um, low kick, which are uh, essentially the same thing, except in K1 you're allowed to move. Uh, so there's a, there's a few. Di- there's also musical forms as well, which um, is uh, like a demonstration. So it's like um, the, um, an athlete would go onto the mats. Uh, to music they would then demonstrate um, a sequence and series of moves and techniques um, all strung together like a, like a performance like a gymnastic routine you know we've kind of were just chatting kind of off air there um, uh, Tony we said about um, kickboxing would it be great to make it an, an Olympic sport you know kind of I know it moves in the past but it does look like it's happened at the moment but it's such a brilliant sport it would be great to see 
oh, see mashed out like this in the it would and it will um, it will have its day it probably won't be in my fighting time like my like time in my career um, it might be I think I remember hearing uh, Roy Baker uh, who is now the president of WACO saying I think to me the, the earliest it could ever be is 2028 and even that is doubtful so it will have its day but it has to go through um, so many hurdles and um, and it has to ha- it tick so many boxes for the IOC so that's the um, basically the Olympic Committee um, right now uh, it's got first time ever since last year um, Olympic recognition which is huge like it's huge so uh, like it's under radar so such as it, it is yeah. it's yeah. one of like the almost like satellite sports that are almost welcomed in later on like so if one sport goes out uh, kickboxing might be accepted in and um, it, it could be any any year really after 2024 really it could be accepted in so I, I think it's on the right track where where it started off to where it is now it's 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 so much bigger. For both of you, what's a target so in Sarajevo next week? Oh, gold. Yeah. I mean, like if if you're going to any competition, not looking for gold or not, you know, working towards gold or even training towards gold, I think it's the very wrong mindset to go out to a major competition in. You know, um, Ian always puts the focus on performing your very very best. You know, focus on performance, focus on you know leaving it all out there. Um, I think when people focus too much on um, a specific you know, result or whatever, they, they freeze. Whereas if you focus on performance, it, you, you, you perform the best that you possibly can. Then, you know, obviously always going for gold and obviously performing as well. You have that in mind, yeah. You, yeah. Like, you have it, yeah. But I think, like, um, on the day, you just focus on your performance and what you can control. Yeah. 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 And, and just enjoying it. And breaking it down, then, is it one... F- one fight per day or could you have multiple yeah. fights in a day like um, oh I don't think we have multiple fights it's definitely one yeah. fight in a day unless we're in two different sections like doing two different disciplines I'm pretty sure it's one fight yeah. a day yeah and that, that can be very challenging I mean some, it suits some people but in terms of recovery in terms of yeah. um, let's say if we had let's say the whole thing was on one day in like a tournament style kind of thing um, a lot can be said for a momentum you know you win your first fight you win your second fight you know the ball is kind of rolling you have a good um you have good momentum going to yourself, but whereas if you win your first fight, it's stop, cool down, go to bed, get up, eat properly, warm up again, start again, you know, and so on and so forth. So there's pros and cons to it, but um, I think it, I, I think it's fair to have it that way, you know. So you know you're fresh each and every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just have to focus on recovery now in between the fights and stuff like that, like you know. Kind of mentioned the recovery there, Greg, as well. But talk to you about the physical exertion. Like I've been watching you train tonight, kind of, and it's incredibly demanding physically. Kind of, it's it's, it's very high intensity. It's non-stop physically. How much does it take out of you? How much would one fight take out of you? Um, it depends on the fighter you're up against. Um, I think. If you're against like a person who just really likes to get in close and stay there, you're you have a fight. It, there's no way around it. You're going to have to like uh, get stuck in and get involved. And um, depending on the pace that they set uh, and the pace that you set, um, it's, it's 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 down to it's down to the general pace of the fight really. Um, if you're against someone who's very cagey, it can. I find if I fight someone cagey, it, I have to think a lot more than just fight. I have to really think my way through, but I don't expend as much energy. I only do it in quick bursts then. So really it comes down to who you fight and how they fight. 
and uh, technically then would you try and impose your style on, on, on another fighter like, is that very important almost when the fight starts that someone becomes a dominant fighter does it work like that kind of yeah. that, that, you, don't, that you don't let them dictate the kind of the style oh, yeah. of the fight yeah you, you like it's um, whoever sets the tempo and maybe holds the centre or fights to their strengths and imposes their style first really um, is, is going to have it a whole lot easier now there's, there's fighters that can adapt at an instant there's kind of also one trick ponies out there that fight a certain way so once you get around that way they don't have anything else so um, it, it really comes down to who imposes their style first and um, who sticks to their game plan uh, Funding I know f- funding is like with, with minority sports like this kind of it's hard to get access to funding and stuff. And heading out to Sarajevo, I presume that most of this is self-funded again. And even for you, Greg, like you're up and down from Douglas to skip yeah. in a couple of times a week, you know, probably out of your own pocket again. Mm. Um, is this your dipping into your own pockets to kind of to, to kind of fund fund the dream? Um, yeah, I mean, like, there's no easy way to say this, but it is it is tough. It can be tough on the like funding side of things. Uh, like, there's a lot of sacrifices that come with sports, and in terms of an amateur sport, funding and finances is one of those sacrifices um, I mean the reason I mean when, when kickboxing became Olympic recognised as we were talking about earlier there it was a huge achievement for the for the, for the brand for the organisation because we're finally getting recognised you know if, if I turn like if I turn to whoever or whatever party and say can I uh, receive some funding I, not, not with my hands out now begging or something like that but you know like if, if we request in any form Kickboxing isn't, let's say, in the mainstream. It's not. If you're a company and you want to fund an athlete, you want to see your athletes on Sky Sports or on an RT, even or whichever, you know, with your brand. And it doesn't. It doesn't get the same kind of coverage, really. You know, we don't. We don't. Yeah, we don't get the same kind of coverage. Although we put in professional hours, mm-hmm. it's an amateur sport. At the end of the day, we we don't get as much. So I think recognition, sports recognition, and funding kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. And so, in, in terms of like dedication, even from the three of us, like um, we'll be training pretty much every day. Um, I've got a little bab at home; she's one years old. I'd love to be seeing her tonight, but I'm not. I'm, I'm here training. Greg is up and down from Douglas, like every chance he gets. Um, and then there's Lily, and she's a, you probably got got it out of Lily how dedicated she is and how much she trains and what she sacrifices. So like we do, we do, we feel like we definitely train professionally. Everything about it is professional except the money. <laughs> like, and I put out the call when I was talking to Lily earlier as well. Like, if any local business wants to get behind, like, if we've three local athletes going competing for Ireland the world stage, you know, just get in touch, you know, we'll put you in touch with West Cork Kickboxing Club. Lads, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks very best much, Alex. Yes. I wish thank you the best of luck. Cheers. Thank, thank you very you. much. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Great stuff from the two lads there. And thanks for listening to this week's Star Sport podcast. We'll be back in the same channels again next week. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork.